The big news story all around the world, of course, it's a business story, it's a societal story, it's a story about free speech, and that is Elon Musk and his takeover and acquisition of Twitter. Now, everybody's got an opinion on Elon Musk and what's going to happen with Twitter. They can't all be right. There's a couple of different narratives. There's one that suggests that you know, Twitter cannot be unlocked. And this is kind of more Elon's take. You know, you can't. He he needs to be able to take it over to unlock its value. Meanwhile, others are suggest are saying, "Well, wait a second. You know, should we have a private company with a lack of transparency running something like Twitter?" And I often say this: You don't have to be on Twitter. You don't have to. You don't have to have an account. You don't have to ever look at it to not be impacted by it. It's got, it has an impact on you, the information that comes to you. Every journalist out there uses it, whether they want to or not. It's just part of our society right now. Uh, Shruti Shikar, uh, pardon me, is a tech reporter with Android Center, uh, Central and says the fact that it's Musk has everything to do with it. I think the conversation would be so different if it was someone else purchasing it. Because it's Elon Musk, there's just... So much of a division. There is people who love him and people who really hate him. And so I think there's that that split in conversation on how people feel about Twitter in general. Now, what is Musk saying about Twitter in his own words? Here is Elon Musk. Twitter has become kind of the de facto town square. Um, so uh, it, it, it's just really important that people have the both the uh, the reality and the perception. Uh, that they are able to speak freely within the bounds of the law. The reality and the perception, the reality and the perception that they are able to speak freely within the bounds of the law. All right, let's get another take on it. What does this all mean for Twitter? What does it all mean for free speech and the business model that Twitter is based on? Annabelle Kwan Hase is a professor with the Faculty of Information and Media Studies and Sociology at Western University. Welcome to the program. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Alan. Okay, so Twitter's a town square. Elon Musk wants to make it a more free or freedom of expression. What, to your mind, what does that mean? Well, I mean, first of all, historically, um, Twitter is already known as the global town square, and it has been, I would say, on the internet, um, you know, one of the in, at the forefront of spe free speech. So it's really important to understand that historically, because it really makes us kind of question uh, where is Elon Musk taking this, right? Because we already have a platform that is open; anybody can join, everybody can provide their opinion. So what exactly? Um, is he hoping for here? Um, and I think that what it just means is a lot less regulation. Less regulation. So much of the discussion just comes right back to Donald Trump, doesn't it? Every time we have this discussion, and even at an all-hands-on-deck deck, uh, employee meeting at Twitter, CNN reporting that there were questions about, are you going to let Donald Trump back on here? Is that a central issue, issue to you? Well, I think it is for sure. I mean, the question of um, regulation goes well beyond Donald Trump, right? Donald Trump is just one case here, a big case, of course, that has garnered a lot of media attention. But I think what it goes to is at the heart of, you know, how do we see these public spaces? 
Um, the same question we could ask of actually a physical town square. What do we want that physical town square to look like? Um, what do we feel as citizens is acceptable behavior on a town square? Um, and what do we think is not acceptable? And I think that questions of regulation get very complicated very quickly because town squares are physically located in places. And it's exactly the same with Twitter, right? So Twitter, even though it's a global you know, platform, uh, global social media, um, still follows local regulations. And so the question here at the heart of the question is, um, what are the regulations for, let's say, removing somebody, banning somebody from Twitter, you know, closing their account? Should Twitter have that kind of power? Um, or do we say, you know, in terms of the regulation, maybe, you know, similar to the way that if you have an infringement uh, when you're driving, should we maybe suspend somebody and kind of promote, um, you know, the right kind of behavior? So, you know, there's a lot of questions here in terms of how this regulation happens, uh, who should be overseeing the regulation, what kinds of laws, you know, local laws, provincial laws, federal laws should come in place. Um, and I think what Elon Musk hasn't realized is that, making these decisions is really difficult. And I think uh, the way that he's envisioning our global town square is, is very simplified. And unfortunately, that's not how it really works. Hmm. Interesting when we talk about a, a public square and a company now being taken private. I mean, one narrative is that it requires a private company to unlock the potential of the company. The other is that with a private company, you get a lot less transparency and less transparency when you're dealing with a public square. Is that a bad thing? Well, and I think you really kind of hit the nail here. So absolutely. I think a lot of people are very worried, you know, about Elon Musk taking over for a number of reasons. One being who he is, right? So we do know that um, from his previous behavior in terms of being CEO of Tesla, uh, that there have been issues, you know, where his behavior compromised the company. So the question here is, will we see something similar uh, when he takes over Twitter? So in terms of the privatization itself, um, it's important to realize that the fact that the company is private doesn't necessarily mean that it's outside of Canadian law. So Canadian law is very clear on many issues in terms of how it regulates uh, free speech and how it regulates you know, our behaviors on social media. So I think that you know, when we look at that, um, it, it kind of is, you know, it, it's kind of like it kind of reduces our concerns as citizens uh, because the CRTC you know, will continue to regulate. Uh, Twitter in the same way as it regulates all media, regardless of whether it is private or not. I think the question is more um, if, you know, Elon Musk has some ideas, some vision, some of them more ideologically driven. Um, will there be enough, you know, at the company level, will, will there be enough input from a wide range of people, you know, a diversity of people in terms of what are the right decisions to be made? You know, how do we implement them? And I think when we look at digital platforms, often uh, the implementation part is really tricky. And I'm not sure Elon Musk actually has kind of that expertise himself. Hmm. Well, it is going to be fascinating. It's the most interesting story going on right now. Uh, Annabelle, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Alan. Annabel Quanthasa is professor with the Faculty of Information and Media Studies and Sociology at Western University.